0: A wonderful time to welcome new chapter, new topic, novel, sujet, they discuss And the heading goes on like, antagonistic Drugs on Adrenergic Receptors. Welcome all to this Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology, and this is the audio hub to get the best, simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Well, to begin with, we have alpha adrenergic receptors. Their actions, that is the actions of the alpha adrenergic receptors, they are basically observed as a wide spectrum actions. They are multifunctional receptors many drugs which act on the alpha receptors they are non-specific while many are highly specific for certain receptor types let's get to know a few of the drugs fentolamine is a non-specific drug for example while Prazosine is alpha 1 specific and yohimbine is alpha 2 specific drug the subtypes of receptors they have been classified Like alpha-1 subtypes, they have been classified as alpha-1a and alpha-1b. So, to give an example, Tamsulosine is one of the drugs which has higher potency at alpha-1a than alpha-1b. Now, I'm going to talk about alpha receptors. They have secondary role in enhancing glucose release from the liver. So, the blocking drugs of these alpha receptors, that is alpha blockers, they may aid in carving down the glucose release from the liver. Alpha-2 receptors, specifically alpha-2a, they enhance the platelet aggregation. Stimulation of the alpha-2 receptor curbs down the insulin secretion. And the alpha blockers, in this particular regard, they work opposite to enhance the insulin release. Now, before I progress and come on the specific drugs, Just an overview of the classification would be a nice, really good talk to do it presently. So, let's talk about it. I'm going to talk about only the alpha receptors today, not the beta receptors. So, as far as we know, the alpha adrenergic receptor blockers, they have been classified in non-selective, then alpha-1 selective, then alpha-2 selective. What are the drugs which are non-selective? The non-selective or the non-specific drugs, they are Phenoxy, and phentolamine. Coming over to the alpha 1 selective drugs, they go on something like prazosine, terazosine, doxazosin, alfuzosin, tamsulosine, indoramine, Urapidil and butazosine. And there is only one drug which is alpha 2 selective, so it's very easy to learn that is Yohim B. Okay? Now that was an overview of the classification, now see classifications they are very very important so let's not skip them. Now the first head to talk about in detail is the non-selective alpha blockers. Now we have two drugs here you remember phenoxybenzamine and phentolamine. Phenoxybenzamine is an irreversible blocker, phentolamine on the other hand is a competitive blocker. Now vascular alpha receptors they are blocked by both these drugs so that results in the lowering of the peripheral resistance and there is also reflex increase in the cardiac output due to the presynaptic alpha 2 block due to these drugs because they are non-selective so they will be blocking the presynaptic alpha 2 receptors also what is the result of that block it? noradrenaline is released more now other effects another effect is postural hypotension and reflex tachycardia in the higher intensity so whenever the drug is in a very severity or in higher intensity it leads to more chances of arrhythmias all in all what has going on these drugs they are not suitable drugs for the treatment of essential hypertension that is the last and final statement because selective drugs like prazosin they have better drug profile and outcome in the treatment of essential hypertension so when we have better drugs it's better to go for the better drugs So you might be thinking you might be wondering what are exactly the uses of phenoxybenzamine and fentolamine Well you've heard of pheochromocytomas These are adrenal medulla tumors Now these adrenal medulla tumors they very well respond to phenoxybenzamine The negative effect that is caused by the massive release of catecholamines from these tumours in the blood that leads to a greater severity and intensity of hypertension. Though surgical treatment is the definitive therapy for pheochromocytoma, phenoxybenzamine effectively controls the hypertension. The initial doses of 10 milligram twice a day; they are good enough. Few weeks before the surgical intervention, the doses they are gradually increased up to 40 to 120 milligram in divided paths. That is about two to three paths. Now, this drug is highly recommended in the tumours, especially when the tumour is inoperable and with. Along with these drugs, add on drugs like metarosine. You remember metarosine? Metarosine is a blocker of tyroxine hydroxylase. And where was tyroxine hydroxylase? That was one of the prominent rate limiting enzymes during the catecholamine synthesis. And that was a simple revision. So, that is a good add on drug. Metarosine is a good add on drug along with phenoxybenzamine. Let's talk about other use of phenoxybenzamine. In the cases of spinal cord transaction phenoxybenzamine is a nice drug it controls autonomic hyperreflexia So that was a brief discussion about phenoxybenzamine let's talk phentolamine. Phentolamine rapidly lowers down hypertension rapidly right So it's used with utmost care in pheochromocytoma because it would rapidly lower down the hypertension so, it's a well-monitored drug and in the patients of pheochromocytoma, fentolamine also helps in relieving the bowel obstruction. Now, sometimes the IV infusion of an alpha-agonist drug, it leads to extravasation and surrounding dermal necrosis. You can understand that thing. When there's an IV infusion, extravasation of the drug may occur. Surroundings, skin necrosis can occur. So, fentolamine can help here also. Another use of fentolamine. It can help to cure hypertensive severity or emergency states in case of abrupt clonidine withdrawal. And also, it helps to lower down the emergency hypertensive states in the case of cheese reaction. You remember cheese reaction caused by giving like uh, indirectly acting sympathomimetic agents they are found in cheese and when they're given specific drugs like monamine oxidase inhibitors that is maoi drugs then there's a massive episode of hypertension that is known as cheese reaction another use of fentolamine buccally or orally fentolamine may be given it helps to minimize the sexual dysfunction especially in males then another use of fentolamine could be the reversal of the adrenaline or any sympathomimetic agent given along with la now let me describe this in detail la that is local anesthetic duration of action is generally enhanced when it is given along with adrenaline or similar drug and that is because the adrenaline causes vasoconstriction and that leads to slower absorption of the local anesthetic drug this whole process is generally done to enhance the duration of action of local anesthetic drug and how does pentolamine play a role here the LA duration it can be limited with phentolamine. now pentolamine is actually approved by MTA for this particular use LA is accompanied with adrenaline or similar drug that is enhancing the duration of action via the process of decreased absorption caused by vasoconstriction. Once the anesthesia is properly achieved and done, then what happens? Phentolamine can reverse this adrenaline or similar drug-induced vasoconstriction. There it is used, okay? But we have a problem if these drugs are overused. If overused or if there is excessive use, then toxicity of these drugs may ensue. And you can guess what is the most important ADR? exactly you guessed it right that is hypotension decreased blood pressure what are other ADRs of these drugs Reflex cardiac stimulation that leads to arrhythmias tachycardias ischemic necrosis myocardial ischemia another important ADR it affects the smooth muscle contraction in the reproductive organs of the males and there is inhibition of ejaculation can be seen another adverse effect could be in the gut. That is smooth muscles, they are activated and more secretion of acid is there due to histamine release. So these drugs, they should be cautiously used and they are highly monitored. This advice is given especially in patients suffering from peptic ulcer disease. And last adverse effect to talk about. In the research, in the experimental animals, it has been seen that phenoxybenzamine, it exhibits a sort of a mutagenic action in the ames test ames test and if phenoxybenzamine doses they are given frequently or repeatedly then there could be precipitation of peritoneal tumors sarcomas and even lung tumors so that was a good detailed account of phenoxybenzamine phentolamine, the adverse effects the therapeutic uses their limitations how should be they used and variety of different things related to these drugs. I hope you liked this episode. It was quite quite informative. If you liked it, then do let me know via the reviews. And in the end, I would just like to say, for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.spharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. It's pharmacology difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.